All right. All right. Y'all know what time it is. It's another edition of Leo G Show. I am Leo G. And podcasting is what I like to do. We are coming to you guys on a this is a, a holiday edition. Holiday weekend going into the to the holiday, man. Got a lot of stuff going on. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm in a festive mood, but I don't know, before we get around to it, apparently, man, maybe this might, this episode might not be so festive, but I'm in a festive mood because it is the holidays and from the Leo G show to yours and everybody that listens and all our fans, we like to wish you guys a happy holidays. I know Hanukkah just ended here. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa to everybody that celebrates out there. Thank you all of our fans of the Leo G show, man. It has been a wonderful, wonderful year. As we uh we roll this thing out into the new year into 2024, man. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Before we get into this thing, I gotta pass it around like I always do. I'm gonna pass it over to my man on the east side. That's my man Derek Oak. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Leo G? It is what it is on the east side. Hey man, that's what's up, man. This a it's a Friday, up, man. It's a, hol- it's a holiday edition. We'll get the Banks over there in a minute, man. I don't know what's going on with him, but we'll get to, get over the Banks in just a minute. So before we before we uh, move over the Banks here, man, let everybody know that's listening, what you got on and uh, what you're sipping on, man, if you want to let everybody know what's up. Hey, man, I'm repping these Florida A&M Rattlers, the SWAC champions. The HBCU national champions. So I decided to to represent a winner today. Represent winners today. Represent that's winners right. today. Okay. Hey. Derek will say he represent yeah, winners today. That's right. In the in how I'm feeling today, um, I got the Terra Money Respado. Resposado. Terra Money Resposado. Terra Money Resposado. That's what I'm drinking on. But he I done started some, early, y'all. He done started early. Yeah, it's, it's just one of them days. <laughs> but what I want to feature today, something that I ain't tell my boy about. I caught Miss John L. Bowman, single barrel. Is it, is it a J or L? Which one is it? John J. Bowman. <laughs> boy, that boy been on it early. Limited Woo. edition, single barrel. Single barrel ride. Right. out of Virginia. No, it's not a ride. It's not a ride? I thought that, okay, so single barrel bourbon. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, straight out of Virginia. So that's one of them ones you got to search for. So I copped it. Okay, that's what's up, man. Like you said, you didn't say nothing to me about it, but, you know, we'll talk about that off air. Um, Shout out to them fam, you rattlers, man, Celebration Bowl champions as they defeated the Howard Bison, HBCU champions, man. I can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Florida A&M doing their thing over there at Mercedes-Benz for the Celebration Bowl, man. So that's what's up, man. And, uh, Glad I can have you here on this holiday weekend edition of the Leo G Show. So now I gotta go to the South Side. I don't. I'm scared to go to the South Side, man, because the dude on the South Side looks like he' about to rob everybody on the damn show. I pass it over to my man Banks on the South Side, man. What's going on with you, brother? How you feeling, Leo? How you feeling, Derrico? We in the happy building, holidays. Baby. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Um, yes, I'm sir. doing good. I'm doing good, sir. I'm doing wonderful. It's just my chill mode, but it's also another reason why I'm dressed like this. As you know, this is a funeral. Um, as the Southern folks, the older <laughs> folks would say, it's a, a funeral, a funeral. So that's how I'm dressing like. I'm dressing because I'm dead. I'm dead on the outside, dead on the inside, just dead, bro. Um, but it is the time of year where it's festive, and um, I got to keep it in light of the holidays, so I'm drinking on the Evan Williams eggnog. So, yes, I am being festive. This is not all the way sad and gloomy. Cheers, brothers. You want to top that off with a shot, boy? That little light skin. <laughs> he got the Evan Williams eggnog over there. He said he dressed in all black like the omen because this is a funeral. You know, I don't know. We're going to get into it here in just a minute. But that's how, if that's how you're feeling, brother, that's how you're feeling. I, I'm I'm not gonna take anything away from you because we got a lot to get into today. We got a lot to talk about, man. And it's it's it it, it could I don't know. We're gonna see where it goes. Um, you know, with this show and with this episode of what we got to talk about here, man. So listen, like I said, man, it's the holiday, man. I'm off 
Derrico, you and I, you know, Banks, you are a hardworking man. Derrico, you and I both know, you know, we we kind of discussed this a little earlier, man, how we kind of got into a holiday state of mind, like really, really early today. And I was like, you know what, man, it's the holiday, man. I, I had to I had to get festive. I had to get festive. And, you know, no matter what, I'm going to get festive. What? Did I, did I say it? God damn. Did. Already? He's Already. Okay. I said it already. Okay. I don't, I don't remember saying, it. okay, but, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we, we were already festive, you know what I'm saying? This it's a festive time of year. Like I said, so if, if you're listening to us, I, I am in my festive attire and I'm still representing the A. I still have on my, my, my gear for divine city buzzards. That's what they will be named in this episode, Divine City Buzzards. So if you're listening, you figure it out. If you're watching, you can see it. I have on my my hat, my festive hat. I have on my ugly sweater. I have on my my little whatever this is, my bees. But I'm still repping. I'm, I'm in a festive mood, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, mind your business if you see me in Mercedes Benz on Sunday with the same sweater on because I'm going to still be in a festive mood. I might just keep it on all the way to Sunday. Who knows? I don't know. That's how we doing it. That's how we rocking. Uh, got a little Russell Reserve tenure in the cup. Not featuring anything. Wash your ass. <laughs> Not featuring anything tonight on the show because we do have um, some some things coming up. We'll, we'll we'll be definitely talking about that here momentarily. So I have some stuff to feature here later. But little Russell Reserve tenure in the cup tonight, man. To get up to get this show rolling on the road. So listen, fellas. It has been the last couple of weeks have been wild. Banks was in my A. He had some other things to do on the last episode, man. And we talked about a really, really good happening down at Mercedes Benz several weeks ago. Derrico and I discussed it. Um, and now things have. I, what did I say? Did I say really, really quickly? What am I saying? Somebody let me know what I really, said. Really, really. When you say really, really, okay, it's only Papa really, really. Claus. We, we're gonna we're gonna be drunk before this this show is. We're yeah. gonna be towed yeah. up before the end of this show. Then I yeah. guess. And I got I tequila too. Yeah, you're gonna be towed up. You're gonna be really towed up. So yeah, so Derrico and I discussed a a great episode a couple of weeks back. Banks, it was wonderful. Um, but today I don't know. We're going to have to kind of dissect this and figure this whole thing out. But before we get into the meat of the show, got a couple of things I want to discuss with you fellas um, before we get into the actual meat of the show. So first things first, uh, college football playoffs. We didn't get a chance to discuss that, man. Since the last episode, uh, the committee has selected the top four teams in the nation to play for the college football championship. And I want to talk to you guys briefly, very, very briefly about this. I know there is a lot. Uh, it's a lot to digest with this, but I just want to briefly talk to you guys about how you, how are you all feeling about what the committee did? Um, not to go too far off into the weeds, but I'm going to take it over to you here first, Banks. College football Selection committee decided to go ahead and take Michigan, uh, the undisputed Big Ten champion, as number one. Number two is Washington, the Huskies, undisputed Pac-12 champions at number two. Then we move on to Texas, uh, who are I the the last. This is, is the, the last hurrah with the Big Twelve in Texas, as they are the champions of the Big Twelve, as they defeated Oklahoma State. Uh, undisputed and at number four we get Alabama who is the SEC championship and number five and number six are respectively Florida State and Georgia so like I said briefly touching on this here Banks I'm gonna bring it over to you first here uh the committee did they get this right how do you feel about this obviously we're gonna see Michigan uh take on Alabama the number four seed and we're gonna see Washington take on Texas uh the two and the three seed uh, where do you feel, how do you feel about the committee and what they did uh, in this last year of the top four teams competing for a national championship? Well, thank God this is the last year because all this 
you know, who deserves to go, who don't deserves to go, can be put to bed very quickly. Um, as they as as for them saying that they got it right or wrong, I can say yes or no. Um, partly because you know the conference champion won fair and square, they they belong in there. But I will say this: you have an undefeated team that's outside looking in, and I don't care who's on that roster. If they played in the work all season, they deserve to be there. I don't care what they're going to do at the end game. You don't know that. No one knows that. You just going by what, you know, the talking heads are saying. I, 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 for one, am very happy to see this playoff expanded because this is this four teams and five, uh, four, five, five, six, seven, eight lopsided looking in, and they not deserving to. That's that's tired. Hey, it is. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I said, I think we were all in agreement that once they went to this 12-team format that we would actually get the playoff that we all wanted to see because it's very, very hard to select four teams that are deserving of going to play for a national title, especially this year when teams play so, so hard to get there. Like you said, an undefeated conference champion gets left out in Florida State. And basically, by default, they got left out because their starting quarterback got injured. That's the only explanation that we got from the committee is that their starting quarterback was injured, and that's the reason they were left out of the college football playoffs. Uh, and yeah, Alabama, I'm going to get to you over here in a minute, Derek. We had uh, a team at Alabama sneak in, uh, winning the SEC championship um, to, to, to backdoor it into the number four spot. So, Derek, before I get to you here, I need to go ahead and, and speak on uh, – how I feel about the college football uh, selection committee and what they did. Um, they did not get this right. In my opinion, I'm going to go ahead and say it. They did not get this right. Banks. I'm in total agreement with you. Um, it, this is, it, it's, it's great to know that this is the last year and this is going to bed. And now we go in and we move forward into a 12 team format because I think that the selection committee got this completely wrong. Um, Florida State, very, very deserving of, of playing for a national title. I don't care if the last two games they scored six points and won. Those kids deserve to be there. They are a power five champion. They deserve to be there. They had no no control over losing their starting quarterback. Now, I'm going to step on a lot of toes when I say this, and I don't care. Alabama always finds their way into backdooring their way into a championship. Okay, they did what they were supposed to do. They beat the University of Georgia. I get it. You know, so Georgia's on the outside looking in. The chances of a three-peat are gone. But I have a real bone to pick with Alabama because they always feel as though they deserve to be there, no matter what. And at the consequence of a team that ran the table and won their conference championship being left out. And I really don't feel as though they're a superior team to the team that got left out. You play the game. As many of people have said, you play. That's the reason you lace them up. You go out there and you have to play the game. Florida State didn't get an opportunity to go out there and play the game. Alabama backdoor their way in. Every single year they found a way, except for the last couple of years, they were left out. But for some reason, Alabama finds a way to backdoor it in and make a case for them being in the college uh, football uh, playoffs here. Um, and in a couple of years, I felt like they didn't deserve to be there. This is the year I felt like they didn't deserve to be there. So now my beef is wholeheartedly at Alabama because you, 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 you basically got into the college football playoffs, you know, fourth and 30. You know what I'm saying? Auburn, you had one job. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. But I don't think the college football uh, playoff committee got it right. Florida State got robbed, in my opinion. They should be, they should have been uh, the fourth team that was selected to go into the college football playoffs. And Alabama should have been left on the outside looking in. Derek, I'm going to pass it over to you. I just had to get that out. Uh, but that's how I'm feeling about the college football playoffs and, and the committee and how of a piss poor job they did in, 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 in doing this. Well, I'm not going to belinger what y'all already said. So I'm just going to be quick and dirty. They effed up, period. They did it on on GP, like you would say, uh, Mr. Leo. They did it because of pumps and circumstances. They did it because they wanted to penalize 
one player for getting hurt and penalize a whole team, the whole organization, and just pissed on college football as a whole. They use power as a as a tool. They use eye test, meaning they thought the ratings would be low if FSU went in there because of what happened with TCU in Cincinnati in previous years. But TCU and Cincinnati are different teams than the team down there in Tallahassee. So this got it wrong. I mean, if that's the case, why you put Florida State in front of Georgia? That I mean, was the number one team. That was the number one team going into going into the last several weeks. So you telling me they're gonna drop the University of Georgia down to number five because they lost the SEC championship? I mean, they just it was just a bungle. They just bunged it up, and I'm just glad it's gonna be 12 team playoff next year, and then we'll get to see exactly why we've been saying it should have been playoffs in the beginning and not this bowl crap, determined by folks that don't play. Absolutely. Cream of the crop going to rise in the 12-team playoff, man. You're going to give everybody a shot. They're going to be able to get their opportunity, man. Jericho, like you just said, you know, there are a lot of things, you know, wrong in this, you know, with Georgia dropping the six from one to six, all the way down to six. And that's why I said, man, I got a bone to pick with Alabama because somehow they found their way to backdoor in. I think at the time they played Georgia in the SEC championship, they were eight, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody could correct me if I'm wrong. And you shoot from eight to four to get your way in over Georgia, who was at number one. It, like I said, the math ain't math. And as the young people will say, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and cry. I, you know, yes, of course, obviously, man, Georgia is my team. And I want to see them in this college football playoff to do a three-peat that hadn't been done in over like, you know, freaking 100 years. Um, but, you know, hey, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I told you guys privately and not on the show, that Nick Saban was going to bitch, moan, cry, fight, steal, cuss, do whatever it, whatever he needed to do to get these kids motivated to beat Georgia. And it happened. You know, the perfect game, whatever you want to call it. There were some missed calls. There were a lot of things that should have, could have, would have happened in the SEC championship. But I knew if you gave Nick Saban a chance to put himself in a, put himself in a position to play for the college football uh, championship that he was going to get there. Banks, before we close this thing out, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, four teams left. Who do you think ends up being at the top of the mountain when this is all said and done? I don't know, Leo. I don't really care. Um, flip a coin, I guess. Um, if I had to throw a dart at somebody, I guess Bama, I guess. Hell, I don't know. Bama, yeah. <laughs> Derrico, Whoever wins out of Michigan and Bama, that, that, that's, that's just it. The other two teams are flawed. They look good because they scored a lot of points, but they, they just the teams are flawed. They just are. And it will show when it comes down to the championship game why everybody will still come back and have this conversation again. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, man. I think that this is Alabama's to lose. Um, I think that Michigan – you know – at the end of the day, man, when you give Saban an out, when you get, when you get, you know, Saban, all he wants to do is get in. You let him in, and I don't think that there is a, a the other three teams stand a chance, a snowball chance in hell of beating Alabama. Uh, even with, uh, uh, in my opinion, a down year Alabama, in my opinion, a flawed quarterback with Milrose, I, I, I'm really not, you know, my opinion, I'm really not impressed with him. You know, like I said, the fourth and thirty to beat Auburn, they took an L in Brian Denny to Texas, and they still make it in there. Like I said, come hell or high water, Nick Saban is going to, you know, have Alabama prepared whatever he does over there. I don't know what it is that he does, but he's going to have them boys prepared over there. And, I, I, you know, I hate to say this, and I hope it doesn't come back to haunt me, man, but I think Michigan, I'm going to just say it. I think Michigan is scared. I think Michigan is scared to face Alabama. Washington and Texas is a toss-up. But I, I'm sorry. I think and and Michigan fans, y'all can come at me on social media. Y'all can come at me however this is gonna go or play out. Uh, we saw a Georgia team destroy Michigan a couple of years ago in the semifinals to get to the to the championship, and now Michigan, it's y'all time. But I truly think that Michigan is scared. I don't think that Michigan. I think that truly Michigan wanted to face a wounded Florida State as opposed to Alabama right now. 
So I'm hoping Michigan proves me wrong, but I truly do think that Michigan is scared right now and they shaking in their boots that they got to play Alabama. Go ahead, Derek. I got one more point and I want to make, now I just thought about it. I actually want Michigan to win because Michigan is under investigation by the NCAA. If Michigan win, guess what? Egg on the face. Guess what they got to do? They vacate some wins and vacate the national championship. And I hope that's what happened. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you so just not have... just keep it all in the first place? Why go through all that? Just lose, damn it. Just lose and, and, and be gone and mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. – no, no. Mm-hmm. Let's Egg on the Egg is gonna be up. Egg is gonna be on the face when they coach go to I the NFL next year. Well, this is this is this is it right here. He might come down to Ferry Bridge. He ain't coming. No. Oh my God! I would. I would. I would. Oh, wait, 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 No, 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 no. I would quit. Let's not. Let's. Hey, look, Banks. Let's not get into that right now. We'll 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 use that. We'll talk about that at a later date. No, we'll say wait until the No, no, no. We'll talk about that at a later date. We'll talk about that conversation at a later date with what you just what you just said. But we yeah, we are gonna get into some Falcon talk. But yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see how this all plays out. Not not what I expected. Obviously not what none of us expected with the uh with the college football selection committee, but we'll just see how this thing all plays out. And and you know, I'm just I'm still in my feelings. But you know, pull like this here. You know, I didn't did I say really, really again, are you just thirsty as hell over there, Derrico? I'm festive. Okay. That's I'm what I'm festive. Thank you. I'm trying I'm trying to watch it. I'm trying to watch it. So listen. Um 12 I'm I'm ready for the 12 teams. I'm ready for this. Uh no excuses. Next year is going to be uh a bloodbath in the SEC. That's the only word that's the only word I could come up with. Uh, phrase I come up with. It's going to be a bloodbath in the SEC next year. Um I don't know, fellas, I don't know if we, you know, this whole, you know, undefeated streak. I looked at Georgia's schedule, Alabama's schedule, man. This is going to be hell to pay. And I don't want to go too far off into this. We'll have to come back and talk about this SEC schedule and this SEC conference now because we're witnessing something that we hadn't seen before, obviously, in college football with the realignment of the teams and the conferences. But this is going to be nuts next year for 2024 so we'll get back into that at a later date on the podcast so listen um at the halfway mark on the leo g show and this is something that we needed to get into and we really really wanted it well i wanted to get into i don't know how bad that derrico and banks wanted to get into but we got to get into it and we got to get it off the chest uh, i i when i go back and edit this man i, I don't know But whatever, since I did it. Um, yeah, we got to get into this. We got to talk about it. Uh, we got to talk about the home team. We got to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, we got to talk about the Atlanta Falcons and what's going on with the state of their franchise. And we really got to uh, have have some therapy here. We got to have a group therapy session and talk about this and see what's going on. Because this is getting, this is getting crazy. Uh Derrico, you and I had such a glorious time discussing the Atlanta Falcons win a couple of weeks ago against our arch rivals in the Aints down there in in, in Mercedes Benz. It was a glorious Banks. You didn't you didn't join us obviously, but you know we were able to dispatch of the the Aints and. We just had a good time down there at the stadium, man. I, the 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 Falcons won twenty four to fifteen. The Aints didn't even score a touchdown. Uh, we had the fifty years of hip hop celebration. It was Banks. It was a glory. We, we two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had a glorious time. It was what a time to be alive for Atlanta Falcons fans. Banks, I don't know if you want to go ahead. Just describe your feelings of going to that game because you weren't on that episode. But before we get into the meat, meat of this show, I, I just want you to give everybody your feelings on that angst game and how it, how it felt and how you felt, man. I think it went deeper than the game. Um, it, it was the first time in a long time that the culture was front line and center. 
and the culture won. Um, I felt the culture throughout the building. It felt like ATL or nothing, you know, throughout the stadium. And it felt good. It felt like I was home. I felt like, you know, the good old days, fellas, you remember how we used to go into Georgia Dome and then it was all about the, the culture, you know, all about the A, you know, and they brought it back to life and it felt good. And on top of all that, the Aints lost and it was, it was a good feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. I mean, that's, it was, I, I hadn't felt like that in probably close to a decade. I mean, it's been, it's been, a, it's, go ahead, Banks. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, Leo, but I think going on also to add to that is that out of all the things that went down in that, in that particular game and how many times each game we what swag and surf, that particular swag and surf had chills on my spine because it felt like it was it was it was called for at the right time you know it's like everybody was on their feet black white asian everyone's moving side to side it was glorious and it it you know i captured it on, on my on my cell phone and it still doesn't give you the same justice as actually being there and people still talk about that even you know coming to work and people's like so you was at that saints game huh i'm like yeah i was there Man, I bet it was live. You have no idea. I mean, you had, like you said, Ludacris coming out the ceiling. You had a concert every what ten minutes. It was <laughs> it was something to be a part of. It was it was it was it was great. You know, rub it in Derrico's face because he missed the swag surf for for whatever reason. But it was that was probably the best swag surf I've ever seen. Obviously, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out on Twitter, YouTube, uh, Banks. Or maybe we get him to post it on his social media page. I don't know if he did, but it was epic. It was fun. Uh, we go from that. We did we did win up in New York immediately after we had two wins in a row, and then now we get to where we are right now. Let's get it, fellas. You know, we win 13-8 in New York. We come back home, and we take a massive L to the Bucks. Uh, we we go up. We we have we take the lead. We're up, and the Bucks score, and they beat us to take a lead in the division. And then to make matters worse, and I think this is where we – this is where the rubber hit the road. And I think this pissed off a lot of people is on last Sunday, we go up to Carolina in a cold rainy game against a team that has won one game, one in 12 in the division, fired their coach several weeks ago. And we lose nine to seven in a good old fashioned rock fight to a team that, like I don't know it's not even at this it's in disarray but they find a way to beat us and that's where we are right now because we we don't know well I don't know specifically where where we are as a team where we are as a franchise what we're doing what we're doing move I don't know so that's what we're here to talk about here for the second half of the Leo G show it's the Atlanta Falcons and what's going on. So before I pass this over here to Banks and Derrick Cole, man, I'm going to just give y'all my thoughts and feelings and get this off my chest uh, before we before we get into it. Um, got the got the Colts coming up here this this coming Sunday on Christmas Eve. Man, I'm in a, I'm still in a festive mood, and, and we'll get into it here in just a second. But that 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 I mean, this team we've been fans of the team for a long time, but that Carolina game did something to me. Obviously, it did something to me, man. The, they they beat us nine to seven, and my entire fandom. I've never seen the Falcons lose to a team by field goals. This team beat us nine to seven, and it was embarrassing. It was it was very 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 embarrassing. I mean, I, I don't know where to go. I'm kind of dumbfounded. I was, I was, I hadn't gotten upset with a Falcons loss in a long time. I really hadn't, but I'm, I'm going to tell all our listeners and viewers of the Leo G show, Leo G nutted up after that. And I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have nutted up. I, this is the team. We, this is, the, this is what they do. 
Like we can't really get our expectations and hopes up with this team. I should have I should have known not to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Shout out Eddie Murphy. I should have known not to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. And I did. I'm like, man, we'll we'll beat Carolina. We'll 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 stay at the top. You know what I'm saying? Tired for this division and trying to make it into the playoffs. But no, I let my guard down and watch a lowly Carolina one and twelve team beat us with field goals. Embarrassing. I don't even know where to start. Well, I know where to start, but I'm going to let you guys kind of get it off your chest a little bit. But I, at this point, I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, I know Banks said it earlier at the beginning of the show, he's dead inside and out. I don't know if I'm at that point yet. I don't know if I let a sports team ever have me dead in and out. But I'm going to give it over to you, Banks. I mean, this is where we are. Three games left into the season. So much hope going into this season, but now it's like, what is this? What are we looking at? And how do you feel about it, brother? First of all, let me clarify what I meant by dead on the inside and out. I mean dead as an emotionally dead, meaning that I have no ties with this team emotionally. I heard this on the radio a couple of days ago with Matt Chernoff, shout out to 680 the fan, that you can't hurt me no more. You're not you're you're not allowed to get me upset. That's why when the game was over against Carolina, everybody was on my timeline uh, bitching and moaning and, and and tearing up stuff. I'm sitting back, what did, y'all, what did y'all really expect? Like, you really thought that we was going to beat a Carolina team just because they only won one team. Newsflash, y'all, we lost to an Arizona team that was one win just prior to the bye week. Oh, yeah, and by the way, that's when I, I dumped my feelings right then and there, when you lose to an Arizona team that can't, find their way out the paper bag of a win, and all of a sudden they just find a magic elixir to beat you with a quarterback who hasn't played in a year. But I digress. Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not here to tell you how I feel. I'm just letting you guys know that the reason why I am dead on the inside and out because actually, dude, I don't care. Like it's like you do what you do. I'm still gonna sleep good at night. I still be a fan, but just from a distance. All right. Before I bring it over to you, Derrico, man, Banks, I want to ask you a couple of different questions. Um, some would say that this is, I mean, you've disconnected yourself from this team. And you but you just said you're still a fan. How can I mean emotionally, yes, you could disconnect, but I mean, how can you really still have any interest? After what you just said, like, how can you still have any interest? I mean, you've disconnected yourself emotionally, but what is there left for you to have any interest with this team? What what keeps you there? I mean, is it over? Because obviously, listening to you talk, and I'm going to let you rebut this, listening to you talk, I feel as though there is nothing left, period, for you to even follow this team or even deal with this team. So you say you're still a fan from a distance, but I find that very hard to do uh, after what you just said. It's not hard at all, Leo. My thing is you look at the football game for what it is. It's just entertainment. No feelings involved. They get paid after the game is over, win or lose. Why would I get angry at that? I'm not upset. Yeah, I'm financially invested. Yes, I want to see my team win. But at the end of the day, if they're not showing me that's what they want to do, why should I get upset about it? Why should I keep getting upset week in and week out when they're not getting no effort to make this team better? We've been crying for a pass rush. We've been crying for offensive line improvement for 10-plus for years now, and I have not seen any improvement. So what should I do? Keep getting upset every week? No, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to be who I am as a Falcon fan only. Expectation, be damned. I'm, I don't care what you do. If you win, then you win. If you lose, i see you tomorrow morning. I mean, what, what what else can you do at this point? Hey, we'll dig back into that here in just a second. Derek, I'm going to pass it over to you. With all that being said, all that to kind of digest, you know, after what we've seen and what we where we are with this team and, you know, where where are where are you? How do you feel moving forward with just all of this? Because like I said, we've been doing this for a long time. And like Banks just said, he as a fan, you know, it's like, what can you do? 
Like, where do you go from here? Like, is this is this just a joke? Is this just, you know, something to do now? Are they really even taking this serious as trying to make a winning product here with this team, man? Like, what what are your thoughts? Where are you where are your feelings with all of this? When our owner came out and said that he's going to stand still for three more games, you ain't serious. You ain't serious about winning. You had a terrible, terrible Carolina Panty team that just hired their coach and fired him. No questions asked. Unacceptable. If it's unacceptable, you should let people know that it's unacceptable and stop giving these people this long rope. You, for some reason, you you said this man had a nice family. He's a good man. What does it got to do with football? Absolutely nothing. It don't. So I'm I'm, I'm on, on the line along the same lines as Banks as far as just divesting my energy on this team. I saw it coming a mile away when the game was going on. I told my boy that was over here, I said, we're going to lose this game 9-7 when it was 7-3. I said, we're going to lose this game 9-7. You know why? Because they had showed me nothing different than previous games. The head coach is trash. The offense is trash. The quarterback that they had in there is trash. The backup is probably going to be trash. The organization right now is trash. I don't even think people even talk about us no more in the media as being trash because it's, we don't even deserve the energy to be talked about no more. We just don't. I hear that. I hear that. So listen, um, fellas, the Vine City buzzers, man, they are what they are. I'm going to go first here, man. I just, you know, open letter to the organization of how you really feel. And I'm going to go first. Um, just as a fan, you know, where this goes, I don't know. But as a fan, if they don't already know, I'm truly disappointed. Like Banks said, financially invested into this organization that I've been following since birth. This is a big, big disappointment. A very, very big disappointment. And I feel as though nobody at Flowery Branch cares about putting out a winning product and cares about bringing a championship to this city. To echo what Derrico said, you had an opportunity in good faith to show your fans, you know, what you could do after a, a disappointing loss and you didn't. You know, Carolina hired and fired a coach in the same year because they felt the direction of that franchise was not in line with bringing a winning product to Carolina. We have had a coach here in three years that has won no more than seven games and will probably win no more than seven games after three years and has no direction or anything that will give us in good, in good conscience that he's going to make this better. You have weapons. You have a defense that has been upgraded and has literally not giving up touchdowns in over three games and a head coach that cannot get out of his own way. So therefore I say to the Falcons organization, this is what you do. And this is what you present to your fans. And it is an embarrassment and I am tired. And as a podcaster, Speaking on my favorite team and the teams here in the city, I don't know. I'm I'm at a I don't know where to go. I'm at a loss right now. I'm at a I'm at a loss for words, which that's a very Banks and Derrico will tell you that's a rarity for me. But I don't I don't have any more answers. But as a fan, I feel like I'm I'm I'm. This is not moving in the direction it needs to go. And y'all don't care about the fans. I don't think anybody cares about the fans. Off the blank, I'm sorry. I don't know where this is going to go. But you're at the top of this. You are the one that's going to have to do something to make this right. And by you saying we're going to wait and watch these last three games, let's be real about this. And Banks, I know you're itching, but let's be real about this. 
let's be real about this. These last three games don't matter. These last three games do not matter. They don't. They don't matter, man. They don't. They 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 didn't they 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 haven't mattered and they won't matter. We all know how this is gonna play out. You're gonna ask us for money for season tickets for next year, in in no good faith because we don't know what direction this team is going in or what they're going to do. We're just sitting here. I guess the best we can hope for is a concert next year at one of the games, and we can just have fun swag surfing when. You know, maybe Andre 3000 comes in to play his flute. But that's my open letter, man. I'm tired. I am tired. I am tired as a fan. Um, Show me something. Show me that y'all want to fight for the fans. Show me that y'all want to bring a winning product to this city. Because right now, I don't see it. Banks, your open letter to the Atlanta Falcons organization, it starts right now. Go ahead, sir. Just to piggyback what you were saying, Lee, about Arthur Blake, I think it was a quote. I guess you guys could um, quote me on this, or if I'm saying it wrong, but Arthur Blank, in an offense to Arthur Smith, said that he his expectation was not to make the playoffs this year. Have y'all heard that? Um, maybe I'm kind of no, off base there. I heard there. that. I done went ham. Well, it was something to that line of he wasn't his expectation wasn't as high, I guess, as the fans. I, I don't know what that even means. Um, my open letter is this. The way you build a football team is what, fellas, inside out. And I've been screaming to the top of my lungs for this team to do it for 20-plus years. You know how I know? Because I remember Mike Smith as the head coach at the time trying to build a team with Julio Jones first and, and then trying to build a soft Lying and, and 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 I'm like, what are we doing here? We haven't learned our lesson, fellas. It starts at the top, like you said, Leo. Arthur Blank oversees all this mess, and he see it. You think he really, really, really cares about winning this in this city? He cares about money that's going in his pocket. And and Arthur Blank, yes, I'm calling you out because you have that lame duck that's sitting next to you, and 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 Rich McKay. Who's basically calling your calling your making your voice be heard of hiring this head coach before the GM? I digress. If this is what you want your franchise to be, you want your fan base to keep eating this crap that you keep spewing out. At what point do you realize that that stadium's gonna keep getting more more red seats when the start of the second quarter? It's, it's going to be on you, Mr. Blank. As much respect I have for you, and I thank you for what you did over the years, even pro- prior to when the Smith family owned this team, you came in and you kind of pulled us up from the depths of hell. But now, I mean, it's just whatever. I'm, I'm sitting back. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You got this little filter on this franchise where I feel like it's killing this franchise as we speak, fellas. This little Falcon filter crap. I've been screaming about it, and y'all keep, it keeps falling on deaf ears like no one hears me. Falcon, Falcon, Falcon's filter. Okay? Everything that comes through, a possibility for the Falcons to get, we always shoot it down because an off-field issue. Like, dude, if he can play football, he can play football. I don't know any other team in this league that goes, well, you know what? He's a beast on the field, but, you know, he screamed at his mom yesterday. I don't know if I could take a chance on him. Dude, get out of of the way, bro. Just get out of the way. If that's not what we're we're doing, if we're getting choir boys here and that's what we're going to do, good Samaritans, then we deserve to do everything we get. Everything we get as this franchise, we deserve it. Because you don't want to take a chance. You don't want to go out there and get football players. So, as for my headline, fellas, is I don't care. If you don't care, I don't care. Keep doing what you're doing. I think that's kind of unfair to to you, Banks. It's unfair to the fan base for them to 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 really just piss on us like that and say they don't care because they're gonna tell us what we want to hear. Obviously, they're gonna say all the right things, but it's apparent that we don't feel that way. I've stopped. Man, listen, hold up. Before you, before I bring it over to you, Derrico, listen, I'm going to say this too 
and Derek, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to you. I I should be dead five or six times. And this is gonna sound cruel when I say this, but I've drank it, I've drunk so much Kool-Aid, I should be dead five or six times. I have literally given I, oh yeah, well, yeah, this is what the vision is. Let's do it and let's get this guy and the cow pits and okay and Bajan Robinson and yeah we'll do it with this guy and we're gonna take Desmond Ritter and he's gonna be the foot man come on dude how much Kool-Aid are y'all gonna serve man y'all done served up this Jim Jones Kool-Aid to us for the last decade or or longer because none of it is pan none of it has panned out I'm a I'm a fan through and through, and you can check financially my records because I paid for my tickets on time. But y'all keep giving me this Kool-Aid every year. This is the elixir to fix everything. Yeah, Desmond Ritter is who we're gonna go with, and he's going to be the generate. This is the quarterback for the next de- man. Come on, man. Come on, Derek Coleman. Your open letter starts now, brother. Go ahead. I mean, y'all basically said most of the things I would say. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep it short. And this this going to piggyback on Banks. Arthur Blank is the owner of the team. Buck stops there. However, he continues to fail up Rich McKay. You get fired as a GM. You did nothing. You get promoted to president. You did nothing. Then you get promoted to overseer of the whole football operations as a CEO, and you're doing nothing. The whole Falcon filter banks is because of Rich McKay, bitch ass. And I'm going to say it just like that. That's where I'm at. So to me, my letter to the organization is, blank, if you're serious, fire Rich McKay when you fire Arthur Smith. If you don't, you're not serious about winning. All you care about is keeping the same circle. You're 81 years old. How much longer do you think it's going to take? You can't continue to draft shiny ornaments on top of a Cadillac and think that's going to win football games. Banks done said it. We done said it. You build the team from the inside out. There's no way, no excuse that you think that this franchise is good enough to spend your first-round draft picks the last three years on offensive weapons that are not getting utilized. If you're not mad about nothing, you should be mad about that, Arthur, that your draft picks that we picked in the first round the last three years are doing doo-doo, absolutely doo-doo. That should tell you that it's not working. Football players is what y'all need in this organization. You need some other folks in your circle, Arthur Blank, because right now your circle is causing you to fail. And you don't look like a failure because you're a billionaire. I know you probably failed before Home Depot, but why you want to fail now at the end of your career? Don't do it. Stop it. Fire Rich McKay. Fire Arthur Smith. And you better keep some way, somehow, you better find a way to keep Nielsen on your team. And also, we ain't got to that point, but I'm going to go ahead and put it in there. Fontenot, I would be, I would run away from Arthur Smith. You know why? Because you didn't hire him. You had no say-so in it. So don't let them lump you in the same category with Arthur Smith because that's their hire. That's Rich McKay, Arthur Blank, period. Yeah, man, it's, it's a lot. A lot to digest. It really is. But those are open letters to the organization. At this point, man, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just here, man. I'm, I'm just here for it. And I'm not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe anymore. Like when you do what you do, you gotta prove it to me now, man. You got to show me. Like real talk. You draft next year if you draft a punter in the first round, man. This this dude better be able to punt the ball 99 yards. Nine times out of ten, and drop it on the one yard line. I'm. This is it's it's sad and it's getting old, fellas. We got to move on here and close this show out here. So I know we've gotten kind of in our feelings about where we are and how we feel as fans with this organization. But let's 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 really really consider 
what's going to happen these last three games, fellas. And I want you guys to take your feelings out of it. I want you guys, yeah, let's, let's take a drink. I'm, I'm going to be tore up. <laughs> um, take your feelings out of it. Objectively look at the, the end of this season. Objectively look at the end of this season. And let's 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 be rational about it. Let's see where we are. We know that the Aints took an L last night against the Rams. Kind of even the playing field for us. Um, moving forward. Because I'm going to tell you something. Before, we talk, before I give it over to you guys, I'm never going to apologize for a win as a fan. If we win this Sunday against the Colts, if we win out, I'm not going to apologize for that. Let the chips fall where they may, and we'll see what happens. I'm not one of these fans that want to just lose and say, "Hey, let's hit the let's let's get the best whatever." If we're gonna win, we're gonna win. I don't. I'm not going to cheer for my team to lose. I will never cheer for the Falcons to lose. That's just not in me to do, right? But with that being said, the expectations and where we are the last three games here of the season, because obviously um, there's still a lot to play for. Obviously with whoever goes out there to play on Sunday or the last three games, there's still a lot to play for. And, you know, we talk a lot about management. We talk a lot about coaches guys, but let me tell you something. The, 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 the players are ultimately the guys that have a lot to play for these, you know, management is going to do what they do. Coaches are going to get fired and hired and whatever, but the players are the guys that have to go out on the field and, and, and they have something to play for. Some of these guys, you know, everybody is not getting paid millions of dollars banks. You know, some of these guys are still fighting for their, their careers. Seriously. Like, you know, you can't expect for a grown man to go out there and lay down. Everybody's going to go out there and fight for their lives, whether they have, all of the weapons to do so, that's that could be in question. But these guys are gonna go out and, and lay it lay it all out for these last three games. So with that being said, I'll go over here to you, Derek Cole. First, we, we got Andy who's also fighting obviously to to win the AFC South. Um, like I just said, we still have for whatever it's worth a lot to play for. And like you just heard me say, I will never apologize for a win. I would like for this team to go out and win. But your expectations this Sunday and your expectations as we move into the end of the season and close this thing out in New Orleans, where do you see this team going and and, and what do you see this team doing? My expectation is five in a row. Five in a row. That means L's. That's, That's my expectation. I don't see anything different. Don't hear anything different. You can put Taylor Taylor Heineke out there if you want to. It won't matter. Your coaching ain't gonna did change. You, did you say five L's in a row? How can we how can we lose five games in a row? We only got three left. We already lost two. Okay. <laughs> Have we not? Did I miss something? Okay, continue. Continue. Okay. I, I was just checking. I was just I, math, I thought your math wasn't math. So yeah, that's what I expect. The losing streak to continue. Coaching, you got Gardner Minshew as a coach of Indianapolis, and they win because of coaching. You got Chicago turning the corner because of coaching and defense. You got that team down there in the swamp that I hope we win against. But I, I they wouldn't they would not love more to make sure that they put that final nail in the coffin of the dirty birds. So yeah, that's my expectation. The next three games is that that losing streak will continue. All right. You heard it from Derek, man. No more W's for us this year. Uh it's over. It's a wrap. Banks, you feel the same way before we close the show out? Absolutely. Um, Derek Cole, you stole my thunder. Um, going into the offseason, it's going to be a winless 0-5 streak that's going to probably get our head coach fired. Please, But um, at the same time, um, going down to the breaking down every single, you know, you're going into Indianapolis. Well, excuse me, they come in here. Um, Christmas Eve, where a, a very well-coached team in Indianapolis Colts coming in to a a confused franchise in Atlanta Falcons. They don't know if they want to 
what quarterback they want to play. I mean, we we are in, a, in, a, in an instant where we all sat our quarterback twice, fellas. Twice. That's not a good sign of a continuity on your offense at all. Okay? So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably be one of our worst lost, in, in my opinion. It's going to probably be one of those, um, I don't know, 33 to 10 kind of games where I think the whole state is going to empty out by halftime because people got th- stuff to do. I, help I don't think our defense will give it that many. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hope I'm wrong. But I, I for me, and maybe I'm fishing out here a little bit. Maybe I'm off base. Hey, protecting I'm, your feelings. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like after that game against Carolina, the way they lost that game and the way they make an explana- explanation of why uh, uh, Arthur Smith stuck with uh, Ritter and why Ritter did what he did, I think the team checked out, man. I, I, I don't care what y'all say, Leo. I don't care. At some point, you just go to work. You get your stuff. If, you, if you're not good, you're just not good. How long can a defense go out there and prevent a team from scoring a touchdown before <laughs> they just give it up? You can't expect that defense to keep doing it the whole entire game with nothing but three and outs, 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 three and outs. Listen, at some point, they're going to say, fuck, excuse my French, fuck it. <laughs> we are going to just, you know, we the season almost over. Let's listen, just go listen, ahead. listen. Hold on, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Please well, we got we got to wrap this up. Okay, you got okay, 30 right. seconds. 30 All seconds. Right. All right, Leo. Okay, Chicago. You got uh, Justin Fields playing in that inclement weather, and they basically you know playing better right now. And I feel that I don't. I think we kind of outmatched in that department because we suck against mobile quarterbacks. And then you got the Saints, Derrick saying, what, what better way to end our season is to lose to them clowns. And they're at home. They're going to feel the same way. Look, they embarrassed us on their home field. Let's do the same to them. And there you go, fellas. A 6-11 season with a hopefully of getting rid of Arthur Smith and not ever seeing Desmond Ritter ever again. <laughs> so listen, fellas, before we close this thing out, man, listen, I think I may have figured something out. I don't know, but we'll see on the next episode if I'm right or if I'm wrong. But listen, we've we've collectively tried to come up with an identity of this organization and we can't. We can't figure out exactly what the identity of this organization is, but I think I might be on to something. And before I close this thing out, what I'm going to say is I think sums up the whole organization and the whole season this far. Is chaos. Every everything has been chaotic. The, our quarterback has been chaotic. The season has been chaotic. Our head coach has been chaotic. Everything. Expect the unexpected when it comes to this team because, like I said, most of the time we've expected. Well, I personally, I'm not going to speak for you all, but I've expected certain things and I haven't gotten them, and it's just been a chaotic situation and a chaotic season. I did not expect that. Um, going into this and moving into these last three games. So here's my prediction before we close this show out. Can I say I predict? Thing you predict. Go ahead before I close this out. Hey, you don't get mad at us because we want to talk. I'm not to mad. The defense. I'm not going to let you talk about the defense. The defense is not being chaotic. I didn't say anything about the. I didn't say the defense was chaotic. You said the whole. Said, or, you said the whole team. The whole everything was chaotic. I just want to okay. put that point. All in. right. Well, we'll 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 absolve the defense from the chaos. So with that being said. Like I said, we uh, there is a lot of chaos within the organization. How about that? That may be a little better phrasing for that. So, fellas, I'm gonna say this: you guys are pro- you guys are going to disagree because you've already stated how you all are feeling about moving into the end of the season. I see chaos in forecasted for the last three games of this season, and I say that meaning that I don't have a crystal ball. I don't think that this is going to be an 0-5 into this season. I think that this is going to be a team that is going to somehow fight tooth and nail to end, you know, you can shake your head, Banks. I don't you, care. You, and you, I don't care. But hold I'm on. Let, you, no, just said, no. you just said I gave that you your time. You just said I gave you that your time. you don't drink the Kool-Aid because you about to die. I gave you your you time. Just said Let that. me finish. You just said that you drank the Kool-Aid too damn much. You just said you that. You just said you your, that. And you drink you it You didn't even let me finish. You, no, you didn't you let just me finish. Said. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. I gave you your time. You didn't let me finish. Let me finish. 
like I said, this is a chaotic situation that we're in right now. I didn't say win or lose. I didn't say anything. All I said is expect for this season to end in chaos. I don't know if we're going to win Sunday. I don't know if we're going to win the last three. But what I do know is expect the unexpected and expect a bunch of chaos. Banks, I don't know where you got this whole thing from that I think we're going to win 3-0 and and go into the playoffs and ride off into the damn sunset because that's not what I said. I just said chaos. Expect chaos. That's what, what I said. What the, what the hell is chaos? Is it you win or lose? You either win <laughs> or lose. What the hell you mean chaos? Is it either you win or lose? Right, you said that you they said that you're gonna disagree. You're going yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so that not that's you crazy. You're gonna win. So you can't, you can't, you can't win one out of these last three games. Hell no, no. Said three L's. Okay, hell no. That is, that is no. your emotional opinion, Banks. That is your emotional opinion, Derrico. That is your rational opinion for what it's worth. Like I said, it ain't emotional. I don't know what's gonna happen. That's, 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 that is what we've seen, Leo. Okay, well, that is what you if all you, know. You said, I'm going to stick to what I know, and I'm right. going to stick to what that's, I say. That's, that's your I don't know what's going to happen. I don't banana, know. banana intel pipe. There you go. Right, yeah, banana intel pipe. I'm not going to sit up here. If you said that this you know team what? had checked out, you know what? You know you what? I didn't, like say you the, said, I didn't say the team checked out. I said there's a lot of things happening that I don't understand that's going on. But what I do know is this. When this team is – you know what? I'm not going to go into that. We'll, we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about this at the end of the season and we'll see how this goes. Like I said, I don't have a crystal ball and neither, neither do one of you all because if y'all did, y'all could give me the Powerball numbers for tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see Sunday. We got a game against the Colts. We got a game against – uh, uh, the Bears on New Year's Eve, and then we got a game down there in the swamp. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to apologize if they beat the Aints for nothing. If we beat the Aints in New Orleans for nothing and not go anywhere, God damn it, it's a good season in my opinion. And I, 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 I'll let the chips fall where they may, and we'll see what happens on the on the back end of this. But, yeah, I knew emotions were going to fly. Tensions were going to be where they were, and we'll revisit this. But like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to sit up here and say they're going to go 0-3 or go 3-0. and We'll see what happens. I'm not going to sit up here and say we're going 0-3. I'm not. I just can't do that. You all can. I won't. And don't. And 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 that's and that's the end of that. I'm. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I, at this point, do I care? Do I care? I don't. I really don't. At this point, I don't care. I'm gonna go. I, you know. Kool-Aid. I I I'll go in and I I watch and see whatever. Hey man, I don't give a shit. I don't care. It is what it is at this point. It is what it is at this point. We're not Frisco. We're not sitting at the top. We. It is what it is. We we'll see what this is worth. We'll see how this ends up. It was a lot of stuff that I wanted to get into. Obviously, an hour does not let us get into and digest everything that I wanted to break down. But my opinion is where it is. Like I said, I expect chaos. I expect the unexpected. Like you said, Banks said that he expects the Colts to beat us 30 to, 30 to 10. Derrico, you said our defense ain't going to give up 30 points. I agree with you, Derrico. We're not giving up 30 points. But how this game ends, I don't know. We shall see. We'll be back and we'll discuss it if you all want to do that with me. I hope that you will, Derrico. We're going to close this thing out. I'll bring it over to you. Let the people tell, let the people know where they can find you, brother. Hey, man, you can find me at a tailgate Sunday. That's it. Oh, goddamn. You can find Derrico, man, kind of everywhere on social media, man. He's been doing his thing. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, if you can, you can also find them on the Twitter. Uh, and we, we'll, we'll drop that all and, and let you know where you can find that man at. You can also find him at the Falconers tailgate, man, this Sunday on Christmas Eve. If you want to head up that way, holler at us, man. Your boy might be up there uh, as well um, doing our thing for Christmas Eve. Banks, before we close this thing out, let everybody know if you want to be found, where they can find you here. You can find me at uh, Antoine Jarrell Banks on Facebook or Baby Banks 80 on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and Baby Banks 80 on um, Instagram. But um, yeah, that's basically how I stand on it, guys. Um, I have these shades on. The most times I've rolled my eyes, I can't even count how many times I've done it. But you know what? You guys have a Merry Christmas. And everyone out there, make sure you hit subscribe to our show. And I appreciate everyone that's been watching. Because you guys are doing great feedback to me when I see you guys. So I appreciate it very much. 
Hey man, you catch the show on Facebook, obviously the Leo G Show. You can also catch us on the Twitter or the X, whatever you want to call it. The Leo G Show, the number one. That's at the Leo G Show, the number one. You can also catch me on my own personal account on Twitter or the X, whatever you want to call it these days. That's at Southern Set with two T's. That's at Southern Set with two T's. Also, I want to echo what Banks said. Shout out to all of our followers and listeners that give us feedback. We love it, man. Shout out to our, our boy Patrick. Shout out to our boy Ted. Shout out to all of everybody. Uh, my boy Montre. Shout out to everybody that listens and leaves, leaves us feedback and, and checks out the show and our content, man. We do this for the fans. We do this as fans. Uh, because we love it, you know what I'm saying. Nothing, nothing says sports by seeing three grown ass men get emotional about, <laughs> about their damn team, man. For real, it is what it is, man. And, you know, hopefully, man, we'll we'll be in a more fa- look. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of our fans. Like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, we love y'all. Continue to listen, like, and subscribe to us. Uh, this is a festive time of the year. We hope we didn't bring y'all down too much. But listen, I'm going to be out and about Sunday down around Mercedes-Benz at the tailgate, possibly with Derrick Cole, and also around Mercedes-Benz. Hell, I paid for my tickets. I can do what I want to do with them. So we'll just see how this thing all plays out. Hopefully, we'll get maybe we'll get to y'all before New Year. If not, we wish you all a happy New Year. Fellas, you want to wish our fans a happy New Year? Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Be safe out there, guys. Merry Merry (laughs) Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy holidays to you all from the Leo G Show, man. We love and appreciate you all and thank you all for the support. We'll definitely be be back. This has been another edition of Leo G Show. Like I said, hopefully we'll be back uh, before the end of 2023. If not, we'll see you guys in 2024. Everybody be safe and we're going to be out, okay?